0: To help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com/universebox. And, and remember, remember to, to think outside.
1: What do we have here? What are you going to do? Are you going to kill me, Mister J? What? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you. Really, really.
2: Are you the devil? They told me about you. Stupid bats ruining date night. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Got Wait, no, 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 or the bona fide hit movie Suicide Squad, starring
0: uh, Hey, look oh, at that Joker!
2: Look at this Joker! <laughs>
0: Wow, that's an improvement on your last laugh.
2: Thank you, thank you. I told you I'm going to workshop my Joker laugh uh, the, the whole evening. night. Got but, it. But I'm Bill
0: Meeks, and I'm Anne Marie De Simone,
2: and uh, we are not closing the show yet. No. Show music, <laughs> silly show music, silly uh, show music. No, but we're very excited to do this tonight. Uh, we've been looking forward to this movie for months and months for like a year, over year a year
0: from the second mm-hmm. it was announced, pretty much.
2: And we did our first live Legends of Gotham from Tampa Bay Comic Con this past Sunday, uh, with a special guest, uh, who you guys might know we're gonna bring on in just a second. But then right after we went and saw this movie, and it was just like the most perfect. comic booky, perfect, day ever. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. And we went to see it with uh you guys uh, might know him from the ends of our episodes where we always play his voicemail first, but he was also the guest on the panel, which will be coming out on the feed uh, next next week. next week. Uh but uh we'd like to welcome to the show uh, Mr Bobby Hawk. How are you doing, Bobby? Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> it is going it is fantastical. it's uh, so, so great to see you again in virtual space after seeing you in meet space just a couple days ago. In meet space? Meet space. How
0: about reality?
2: The space the spa-
0: IRL.
2: The space where you meet people. Meet space. Oh,
0: okay. I'll take it. Not MEAT. E A T. We're are driving him crazy. He's like, <laughs> "Why am I dealing with them again?"
2: <laughs> no, but we had a good time on that panel, right guys? Oh, I certainly. Like it. Absolutely. Yeah. There, were pe- there were people there. There were a lot of jokers. There were a
0: lot of people that yeah. made me so happy, and, and, and they liked
2: us. They it liked was good. us. They and then really we went and saw us. Suicide Squad Sweet. after getting some uh, what Jimmy John's sandwiches. Jimmy John's. This yes. episode brought to you by Jimmy John's. Really? Oh. No, I never had Jimmy John's. Really? It was tasty. Did
3: you like it? Or are you going to go back? Uh, I used to work at Subway, so I don't really. <laughs> oh,
2: <frequent laughs> I know that feeling. That often.
3: That's fair. fair.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. enough about sandwiches. <laughs> We save the sandwich talk for Gotham when Penguin eats a sandwich after he kills somebody. Uh, we're going to talk about Suicide Squad, the new hit movie. Broke all sorts of records this weekend. Super Fantastic Deluxe. I, uh, You guys don't know uh, what we no. like thought about it but we hated it uh
0: hated it that's but, why we dressed up like the characters
2: before we get into it uh, uh <laughs> andy in the chat room says oh my god bill's forehead is going to be my new wallpaper i have damage shirt across my forehead <laughs> uh, also if you want to join us over in the chat room with the rest of our chatters it's live.universebox.com where we normally record every tuesday at 8:30 p.m est okay suicide okay. squad amory <laughs> why don't you hit us up with the rhyming episode summary or movie movie
0: movie movie, movie summary, summary. What do you do with your back to the wall? You do what she says or she'll make you fall. When villains are heroes, for whom do you cheer? How about the Aussie sneaking a beer? Will Harley escape? The Joker gives aid. Will she forgo pudding for these friends she's made? Deadshot's the hero. Isn't that odd? We're all our meds with the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad!
2: Yeah. Anne-Marie, what'd you think? I
0: loved it. You yeah. loved it? it was everything I wanted. Yeah.
2: What did you want?
0: I don't know. It was fun. It, it, was th- it, it, this. <laughs> this was the personification of it. Mm-hmm. No, Um. I've just been really excited because it just seemed fun. Mm-hmm. It just had a, it was a whole new it was a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. if you will and yay yay
2: and super yay. yay
0: super yay uh, Bobby what did you think <laughs> <laughs> Bobby was not super yay apparently
3: we'll get more detailed but uh, you know just overall a little over um okay it was fun mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I I think I don't know if – re- she remembers, but, like, right after the movie, she, like, turned to us and was like, so what did you think? And I had to think for just a moment, and I just – all I could think of was it wasn't horrible.
0: <laughs> I could tell.
3: I could tell that's what you were like. <laughs> oh. I mean, And, and to those... be fair, you
2: were distracted the, high, the entire movie because I was holding your hand. Like, I just kept grabbing your hand, and you kept pulling away. And I was like, <laughs> no, I Bobby. No, it wasn't
3: Anne-Marie, but you wouldn't <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> Which can be distracting
3: can be But distracting. I don't know Like you said We'll get into it more But on the overall Like I had a fun time Watching it But like uh, Like you said We'll get into it later Yes, yes. <laughs> How oh, yeah. about you sir?
2: That's the entire episode Is talking about this So it we is. are going to get we into gonna it You're going to
0: get into it
2: um, Spoilers I liked it Spoilers I, I, I did not like it As much as I liked Batman v Superman Because I loved Batman v Superman Right like, I, I was They're two in very in different movies With Batman v Superman uh, But I really liked this For a lot of reasons That we're going to get into, obviously. We'll just keep saying that. Uh, so so you know what? I, I'll go ahead and launch into my, fir- my, my, first. my first point here. My first point here. My first point here, which is I wanted to talk about The Wall. Amanda Waller, uh, the woman, the myth, the legend, uh, really uh, one of the biggest characters in the movie, not, not just in terms of screen time, but in terms of presence. Yes. Uh, now, for, before I get into The Wall specifically, I have to say that the whole – the pitching session that mm-hmm. she gives for uh, uh, the Task Force X put me in mind a, a lot of the post-crisis DC universe back in the 80s, right after the crisis on Infinite Earth happened. Okay. Because just like in this universe, Superman shows up on the scene mm-hmm. uh, right after the reboot happens, and then the floodgates of metahumans open. Mm-hmm. And a lot of plots back then, including in Suicide Squad, John Ostrender's uh, Suicide Squad, which he gets a like they I think it was like Ostrender Ostrander Hospital or something like that that I did not but it was a reference to the guy who uh, created Suicide Squad good call uh, but i uh, you know i uh, it it, it- a lot of the plots revolved around, you know, the government and society dealing with this new metahuman problem.
0: Yes, and uh, so well, if, not really problem, but threat that became threat, a problem.
2: Yeah, yeah, threat, problem, solution. You know how
0: whatever Stuff line you involving fall a on. metahuman.
2: Yeah, so I, I just thought it was really cool to see in this young DC the same things that were happening in the young DCU back in the '80s. But uh, you know that—that's all to say uh, that while I, I feel getting back to the wall, while the enchantress is who they fight in this movie, I think the real villain of the piece is Waller. Fact, yes, yeah, agree. Just think about it. She manipulates the protagonist, including Flag, who's like her buddy, her right hand man, yeah, uh, to do her bidding. Uh, then she lets the power go to her head and uh, unwittingly unleashes a huge threat upon the world. Yeah. And, and then her knowledge, the knowledge she has about all the military bases, yep. uh, nearly destroys the world. So, I mean, she does a lot of kind of super villainy stuff in this movie, which, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining because they completely nail the character here, even down to her working with Bruce Batman, mm-hmm. uh, both in the Deadshot uh, flashback and in at at the, the, the tag scene. Uh, so I, I, I would like to know how she slipped in the intel on Deadshot. I, I feel, felt like that was a scene that was missing or I missed it anyway.
0: It wasn't. Yeah, it would have been nice Mm -hmm. because she just said it. Yeah, and we just had to take it for fact. There was no somebody
2: knew or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So I I would have liked to have seen that, but uh, I. I mean, she just uh, she was so great. She was the wall in that moment where she kills the room full of FBI agents because none of them had proper clearance. Brutal,
0: (laughs) absolutely brutal.
2: But you know, I, I'd hope if there's a sequel that uh, the squad will end up confronting her more directly. Yeah. Especially after she kind of pulls the rug out from under. No, you weren't. It wasn't for immunity. You get ten years off your mm-hmm. ridiculously long well, sentence.
0: She never promised immunity. Yeah. She never promised anybody she implied immunity. Implied immunity. Exactly. There's a difference yeah. between implying and promising. Yeah. They just all were planning on taking it. Mm-hmm.
2: But I, I, I would like to see them confront Waller. But I mean, they won't win.
0: I'm curious but- to see how that would go. Because could, she's going to have to be the one to take them out, like mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it to would initiate it again. It would definitely be interesting, I, I, but it, it would definitely be a good fight too. Because I mean, mm-hmm. Waller is not up to the power levels of all these characters, but I still feel like
3: she'd win at the end of Somehow, the day because she's, she's, she's gonna Amanda win. Waller, right? Uh, Bobby,
2: what did you think of
3: Amanda Waller in the movie? I thought uh, Viola Davis did a great job uh, portraying Waller. Uh, I almost felt like they went a bit too extreme. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. i.e. the uh, uh, scene where she just like took out the whole the room. room full of people who were cleaning all the computers for. Her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, it was that, shocking for sure. Oh, yeah, no, it, it, definitely it, I mean, it definitely had the effect it was going for. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I just don't know. I don't know. It felt a bit out of place. I mean, I do understand that DC is definitely going a bit more, I wouldn't say grounded, but a bit more, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, for, you know, I love us like the big buzzword. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I liked – I liked the portrayal of all the characters, but Waller in particular, I think Viola Davis was uh, was a pretty good cast, uh, casting casting mm-hmm. decision. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely.
2: I, I, I really uh, – just uh, to say it once more, that whole pitch session mm-hmm. at the uh, dinner and then in the boardroom, I, mm-hmm. I thought she just yeah, – I mean really the first like 20, 30 minutes of, of the, the movie, movie is all her. I mean you get the character origins her, yeah. too, but – And she's giving
0: you the origins, and I liked that, especially as somebody who does, has no idea who Mm -hmm. 90% of the characters are. I have no idea. I don't know any of their backgrounds. Some of them I'm still a bit confused on, (laughs) but I needed that. Mm -hmm. And it gave you, well, because we saw it in 3D, and I do think it actually added to it. Yeah. Because all that stuff was really coming at you, because it is a lot of text on screen, but it was done in a interesting way mm-hmm. i think we I mean, were I gonna agree. say something
3: <laughs> yeah i do agree that the okay the, that whole origin thing all of that took a I, I felt took a bit longer than needed specifically they almost introduced deadshot and harley quinn like multiple times in that whole origin montage whatever you want to call it and then, as far as I did uh, like the whole like comic booky looking thing when they were like all the text going across the screen and everything like that, mm-hmm. um, but
2: uh, <laughs> it it kind of reminded me of the old DC Comics Who's Who's, where they'd have like a one page story that told you like the basic origin, or sometimes it would just be like day in the life of the character, and then you flip the page and it has like the profile page.
3: It, what what i found odd that like it just felt like out of a different movie
1: mm-hmm. like
3: because like it did it, it wasn't something that happened before in this movie and it didn't happen afterwards if it was something that happened throughout the movie even mm-hmm. if even if there were like pals and and daps across the screen like <laughs> onomatopoeia's like old batman 66 or something yeah mm-hmm. if, if it Made some sort of creative choice like that and yeah. made it. I don't know. It just for for me. I agree that it looked cool. It was visually stunning, but it just mm. kind of seemed out of place.
0: I actually think it sort of went with it because it was as she was introducing those characters to the guy at the dinner. You know, like she's turning a page and it's basically like just dos- mm, like dossier, do- dossier dossier coming to life. And I thought it was relevant in that section because you were get you know you get your little picture and then you get fact 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 and that's pretty much what we got was their picture and then fact 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 fact
3: I agree with all of that I just wish that they if it was a visual thing that they were choosing to go with I, that they kept going with exactly
0: I just don't know where else they would do it like I just saw it as. It, it
2: reminded me a bit of, a, I don't know if you guys, I, I don't think you have Anne-Marie, but Probably not. I uh, <laughs> have seen the movie Zombieland where they do yeah. like right up front, they do these kind of really cool 3D text treatments where they do like the rules of surviving in Zombieland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's for like the, the opening 15 minutes or so. And, you know, you got to do your cardio and you got to do this mm-hmm. and that. And it's just kind of a fun kind of into yeah. the world. You know, so, so I i mean, I liked it, but I i can see why where it would be off putting, yeah. especially if you're anticipating more of a j- just a I- realistic kind of right. movie straight from the get go. Well, like,
3: I wouldn't say it was off putting because, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I found it interesting. Mm-hmm. And like in the moment, I, I don't know, I, like I said, my head's kind of all over the place with me. <laughs> <laughs> because there was so much about it that I did like. Mm-hmm. But then like, I, I, like the things that you didn't like. Took over. Well, it's not even things I didn't like. It was just, it's just like, I don't know. Okay, I don't know if we're if we're gonna get into like um, the news of of what did or didn't happen as far as the way this movie was produced. I
2: don't. I don't. Uh, I, don't th- I think we're probably gonna steer clear of those. I, th- I think. Uh, I think.
3: That's what I. Feel. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. As far as reviewing it, I feel like it's just best to review what you got. Review. review yeah, the final product.
3: Yeah. It, it, it felt like it just like this like bunch of quick edits that mm-hmm. like at po- at some points like almost didn't make sense i uh, i don't know it, uh, i'm sorry <laughs> uh, like i wish i could have seen the movie again maybe right. two mm-hmm. three times. that would have helped yeah. yeah yeah but anyway
2: but uh okay Amaria, maria uh, back to waller uh, okay you, back to you had waller. some questions about waller, i do
0: right? have some questions okay how excuse me did she become in possession of the enchant- enchantress's heart and her brother trapped in a statue Because obviously, she's not an archaeologist or involved with archaeology in any way, shape, or form. She's like national security, government action stuff mm-hmm. so that was a little bit weird to me because that i never got that connection yeah um you know maybe she just knew dr moon from whatever
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh but there was an age difference too so i don't know how they well, would i got
2: the impression that you know after what happens to dr moon happens to dr moon that i mean obviously some pretty powerful people in the world would probably become aware of it very quickly right.
0: but it's just how like i just yeah. needed a little, you a, little, little a little transition just a little a little thread um and shouldn't she know that the spirit of the brother is in that other statue and maybe have a little bit more security around
2: it? You, well, I think she she thought it was cool because she had the enchantress's heart and you know flag wasn't going to let her just turn into the enchantress without telling Waller until he did
0: until he had to because yeah. but I don't know or it no because
2: she she said the name in her sleep
0: yeah she <laughs> so, said yeah. the name in her sleep and he couldn't stop her because. Mm-hmm. She was sending the, you know, picturing messages through her head that she'd kill uh, Dr. Moon. So there's that. So I just thought it might be a little bit, she'd be a little bit more careful with it. Like she had it in her like bedroom closet. So mm-hmm. that just seemed a little cash for me. Yeah. Um, especially because she knows what's going to happen if anybody gets their hands on it. Mm-hmm. What if somebody else came over and t- like yeah. suddenly they're this evil, I don't know, witch brother guy? Mm-hmm. So there's that um
2: i i will say though that i believe i i read that the brother's name is actually incubus oh and so i thought it was interesting that we had incubus and slipknot in the same movie that that, that would be like a really <laughs> weird double
3: headline show it's a whole different
0: thing <laughs> yeah
3: yes uh. so i
0: don't know i just had those little questions about like i feel like there were some things that just didn't quite make sense to me with her, but I loved her overall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it
2: definitely felt like there there were some uh, little threads here and there missing mm-hmm. for sure. I, I you know I, I have heard that uh, they put out a novelization of the movie, oh, a, a, which was, well, from original, was, was from the original was from the original shooting script, and I guess there's a lot of expanded scenes in there you
0: know okay so like novel novel or like comic booky novel
2: like novel novel
0: okay see that i'll read yeah i can't read a comic i've tried <laughs> so many times people don't
2: tell them we're doing a show based on comic book characters
0: no i know that the they'll characters... stop listening no they won't they okay. know okay i just would rather read a novel <laughs> okay sorry bobby your turn bobby uh
3: okay <laughs> um this is where i bring up my points Uh,
0: yes this is where you bring up your points
3: (laughs) uh, okay what was it like she paraphrased like okay to to paraphrase what she said ladies and gentlemen what if uh superman were to rip the roof off the oval office and Mm -hmm. uh you know kidnap the president Mm -hmm. Uh, okay so that's how she justifies forming the suicide squad yes Mm -hmm. um why is Okay, what does Harley or Captain Boomerang have anything to do against anything like a Superman? I mean, I could see Deadshot or even Croc or Katana, you know, the other characters, but I don't understand how Harley or Captain Boomerang are on this team. Okay, Okay, go ahead. I got part of this at least.
0: Okay, so Harley is just crazy and she has no, basically she had no fear. She will do literally anything, um, kind of as long as it's her idea. So they could count on her for that sort of thing. She had no fear to – go. whoever she's up against, she's up against them. And I think with the promise of her being able to get out or make those – like get out of the box basically, she would do it to try and get back to her puddin'. I,
3: um, but but ultimately, when it comes down to it, if you're talking about facing metahuman, she's really just a crazy chick with a bat. Yeah, and she did a good job with the crazy chick with a bat. Yeah, yeah but she, they weren't facing got... metahumans really; they were just facing.
0: No, but she's in the end who took down the metahuman.
3: Uh, when I first heard the Joker was going to be in the, uh, yeah, but she had nothing to do with taking down the metahuman though. Yeah, she did. Oh,
0: no, she... she picked so, up oh, Katana's, no, Katana's sword, sword, and sword and sliced right. the heart out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
3: yes, yes, she grabbed the sword. I feel <laughs> and then like she I, tra- tossed okay.
2: Deadshot his gun. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. No,
3: her gun. Uh, oh, yeah. It was her gun. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. They so had to sure everybody they had to attacked Bobby quick. <laughs> they had to make sure everyone played a part in something, right. you know, whatever happened at the and- end.
0: I do have similar questions with Mr. Captain Boomerang, but I like both those characters, though. See, yeah, I,
2: I, I have a theory on this particular criticism. Do you? Okay. Okay, so you know we we get the pitch to the government guys from Waller uh, about Task Force X, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I feel like Waller's smart enough to realize that. The first time, they're still going to be getting the kinks out and stuff. So this is like a beta squad for who she would...
0: They were, they were called beta.
2: Yeah, for who she would actually want in the squad. If you have, like, a psycho pirate in that basement, or in that uh, Bell Reeve, mm-hmm. or if you have these other really big, heavy-hitting uh, supervillains, you're not going to bring them out first flush when you're still working the kinks out of the bomb system and this, that, and the other. And obviously, it went way crazy with Enchantress, more so than they ever anticipated. Anticipated, uh, but because they were just calling them out for uh, non-human threat yeah. or whatever in the subway, uh, so I feel like this was like the beta squad to work the kinks out, and then when the real stuff hits the fan, they're going to bring in you know the big power players. Whoever else but, they've got, but it, you know, just being beta, it's okay to bring in some some human type characters like a, a Harley or a Captain Boomerang or a Slipknot because. Most likely, they're going to be cannon fodder to keep the other people in line. Oh, you
3: know? Slipknot,
2: uh, Rip Slipknot. We hardly hardly knew <laughs> we
3: hardly knew, Comic yeah. introduction. Of, he didn't screw comic introduction. He didn't get any introduction. <laughs> no. He exited a vehicle, punched and, a check, his head blown off.
2: Yeah, pretty well, much. If I if I'm familiar, if I know uh, the character correctly, if I have it straight in my head, he was actually introduced originally uh, for the first time in the comics in the suicide squad and was killed in like the third panel he was in he was basically hey here's slipknot here's what happens if you mess up boom yeah you know so so that's so maybe got, they just kept that, 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 that his, to be yeah comic that was accurate. his function in the original story too just to be like the you don't want to mess around with these guys because right. they will blow your head
3: off yeah i just felt like there should have been more to that like maybe even someone else on the team should have died mm-hmm. like captain boomerang or something <laughs> I, I, I don't know <laughs> yeah
2: like I, I i was surprised that he slipknot that, was the only one who i am surprised that,
3: that it, we didn't lose anybody else but definitely. or i'm surprised well i mean i guess except diablo
2: yeah yeah but it, it, that, that was of natural well not natural causes that
3: was a that, that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that was not because of the wall that was not because of the wall that was him defending it all <laughs> Okay. I loved that. I don't even think I have a point on that, but mm-hmm. Diablo, i oh, a yeah. man.
2: You, no, let's talk El Diablo. I might have a point too, but I don't care because. <laughs> El Diablo was the heart and the soul of this movie when it came down. He was the worst person on the squad from a moral standpoint, and he was also the heart and the soul of the movie. He, I, I think he, he was the
0: only one who turned himself in willingly. He, mm-hmm. did, he didn't want to use his powers. He didn't want to do anything. He, he regretted until he had what he to. had done. Right.
2: Yeah. And uh, I, I just thought it was interesting how him sort of coming to realize that he had to use his powers to be the good guy is kind of what got Will Smith there in a lot of ways too you
0: got everybody there
3: yeah yeah i want
0: to get you there man i loved el diablo i did love el diablo
3: did you like el diablo i nope. agree <laughs> all, I agree with all the things he said for the most part um i forgot where it was i read it but uh someone <laughs> pointed out like <laughs> okay so you've got like a, a gang member on the team that's obviously latino you've got mm-hmm. uh, a, a an Aussie who throws boomerangs and drinks Fosters. <laughs> uh I, I, there's like there's quite a few like people fitting into slots on the team and whatnot and I, I like mm-hmm. I didn't see it at first in the movie so I didn't think it was anything I, I just I just found it funny I wasn't yeah. trying to point out something I just found it yeah. funny um and now i Went off on a tangent and forget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what this is That's all what about, we're here man. for. That's what we're here for. But you
3: know what? I'm going to bring it back around.
0: Bring <laughs> it back, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's time to look at this Joker. Look Look at at this this
0: Joker. Joker. Everybody, look at this this Joker. Joker. Hey, Bill is the Joker. Look at this
2: Joker. He shot that dude. Okay, look at this Joker. Uh, This is where, in this instance, we'll we'll be looking at Jared Leto's portrayal of the Joker. Okay, now uh, (mumbles) one of my few complaints about this movie is going to come up right now. Okay. I I I don't think they had the Joker Harley relationship quite right. I think the relationship is totally screwed up, and it what, that's not exactly how they presented it in the movie. I mean, they did a great job uh, with it overall. I thought the scenes that were done were done well. But they treated it more like a legit love story instead of the horror show that it actually is.
0: I mean, they uh, did have a sides. lot. They did have a lot of the horror story elements to it, though.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, like I mean, I mean <laughs>
2: it, 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 it was it wasn't uh, Love American style, no. <laughs> anything like that. But at the same time, the dynamic between them is pretty messed up. And, yeah. and I don't feel like a lot of that came across in the movie. It was more just like these two crazy people are in this very traditional kind of love, where in the comics it's no, these two crazy people are in this crazy... Kind of love,
3: I, but oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. In the comics and in the the animated show, like it was almost not unreciprocated. I like. I, it, it, I mean, c- the
2: Joker was was cool it, to Harley, but I, I I think I think at least in the animated series, you know, I, I think he loved her. I th- okay. Uh, there's
3: a lot of people who um have you know said uh, you know that the Joker is almost asexual, like almost mm-hmm. you know, he's mm-hmm. just not a sexual being. Yeah. And so, like, while he may care for Harley in some strange way, at the same time, and it's also apparent, I mean, there's an episode of of the animated series where he throws her out a window. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: I mean, it's a pretty screwed up relationship. You're very, you know, you're very correct in saying that. Mm -hmm. And the way I think they changed that in in this movie, where it was almost like a weird Sid and Nancy, Romeo and Juliet.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. You know what? There were certain moments, especially the scene where he throws her into the acid and stuff. Like it it very – it reminded me a lot of Baz Luhrmann's uh, Romeo plus Juliet from back in the 90s, which is funny because Claire Danes was Juliet in that and she was – the girlfriend of Jordan Catalano <gasps> slash Jared Leto on my so called life. life.
0: Okay. Yeah, you know, come around. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I think, I think on the animated series, there, there, there was, I felt like there was some love there, and I, I, think of like various scenes, like the whole like rev up your Harley scene from that one episode, and a couple other ones where, yeah, there was obviously a relationship, uh, more slightly more traditional relationship, I guess. Yeah, uh, going on. Uh, you know between the episodes uh that we didn't get to see a lot because normally when we were running into the joker he it was, was having problems or causing problems uh but it, you know that the part it the part him digging her didn't bother me so much i like it was just that i wanted it to, to be more screwed up i wanted them slapping each other and throwing each other off buildings and you know
3: well he electrocuted her yeah yeah, yeah. he electrocuted her well, I, so- I wanted
2: that to be a five-minute long scene. No, I'm kidding. And I do <laughs>
3: I, I mean there's already people complaining that Batman punched her in the face so I don't mm-hmm. know how well it would have gone over with her like slapping her with him slapping her around and stuff like that well, I like, don't know how, how much I would have wanted to see that to be honest with you see I didn't
2: mind Batman punching her in the face
3: because realize- it
0: didn't, I didn't even register mind.
3: with me I hate <laughs> when people complain in superhero movies about you know like you know for for instance oh my god Batman punched Charlie in the face it's like mm-hmm. she is a super villain that he yeah. was chasing and she is a willing participant this isn't like some like him just going around punching chicks in the face right yeah not <laughs> not
2: to mention he do, he doesn't punch her just to s- subdue her he punches her because he's trying to save her at that point mm-hmm. and he knows if he if she's
3: just conscious
2: yeah it's it's gonna put them both in danger he's not right. gonna be able to save her so he's like loop, loop. Just enough to make a point.
3: So Don't a do that, point. kids. Don't that's do that.
2: Um, okay, but you know, other than that one little complaint, I really loved Leto's portrayal of the Joker. Yes, uh, I lo- a couple of things I loved. I loved the hand tattoo grin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that when he put a hand, his hand over his mouth, and he has the hand yes. or the mouth tattooed on the back of his hand because it gave it the opportunity for them to have sort of that traditional joker look with the big wide grin without it looking cartoony
0: because it would have looked really cartoony if they'd done
2: it if they'd done it with makeup like with jack nicholson uh, for example i so i i liked getting that image without Mm -hmm. necessarily having it lean so far into the cartoony and it Mm -hmm. kind of fit his character too the way they presented him I I also loved how he showed up armed to the teeth and ready to party so many times throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. The Joker does this a lot in the comics. Like you'll just be in a random scene. Batman's dealing with a thug or Commissioner Gordon's, I don't know, hanging out with his daughter. Then the Joker just shows up with the whole crew and completely destroys everything you thought you knew about reality. And and he does that a lot in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, It made me feel sort of off kilter the whole film like when is the joker showing up next like i i I never knew when they were walking around a corner or moving to a different location when he'd appear when he'd just like blow a hole through the wall with a bazooka and show up
0: no that was the very end
2: Uh, yeah (laughs) speaking of the variant i I love the swat uniforms uniforms that said joker in big block lettering across the front of them it was straight out of batman 66 i I loved it and uh, a lot of people I-, I saw were saying that Harley's arc should have been her deciding that the Joker relationship was unhealthy and leaving it. I-, I disagree. Her obsession with him is what makes her such an interesting character. Her obsession with this completely twisted and horrible person right. and it, it probably says a bit about her too that you know she's she's in some ways as twisted as ho- and horrible as he is even though they've tried to make her a, a hero right in recent years
0: okay so, so a few things to go along with that if they'd have made harley just leave the joker because he was a bad guy that's just because they're just trying to be pc mm-hmm. and It's Harley and the Joker in a comic book movie. Like it's not a Walk to Remember or something. With like, you know, it's not it's not a reality type of movie. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that's really going to happen. And I, I, I'm all for taking care of the girl, but you know what? Sometimes it's just not how it goes. And and
2: Harley Quinn is is not uh a role model character
0: no she's not she's an
2: interesting character she's a compelling she's character a she's sassy a sassy com- bitch she's a complex sassy bitch she's
0: a complex sassy uh, but, bitch.
2: But, but you know she she's not e- exactly someone you should be model your, your life on under yeah, any circumstances be telling your daughters no. to look up to no you know
0: no she's not how um one other thing sort of with your his arm to the teeth thing mm-hmm. so in the room with all the question marks and all of the knives and the guns and the things why were their baby clothes lined out? did you That's notice good that question. there was baby clothes lined out which i thought was kind of funny if we go way to the very end when the enchantresses um reading minds and sending pictures into mm-hmm. people with joker and harley married with two little babies yeah. and there was two baby clothes in the beginning
2: i don't know i guess it depends on where all that stuff came from because there was obviously I quite, something I, I, happened I, I was a little unsure if that was the joker's sort of hideout his lair or if that was just like someplace they ransacked and then his guy came and told him the news about harley
0: I feel like that was his lair yeah. with the mm. wall of question marks mm. or ha-ha's or something. I don't remember. what it, Probably yeah. ha-ha's. Probably ha-ha's. Uh, question marks uh, the red line. Yeah, that's, that's the other guy. But, like, just the way it was all lined up, like, that was something meticulous. That's not something you went in and, like, busted some people out of there and took over. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to find 500 knives and um, guns and things unless it's, you know. Yeah. But then again, I could I
2: could totally see the Joker coming in and just laying all that out very carefully. Oh, yeah. I, like,
1: you
0: like could see at, I wanted to see the meticulous laying it yeah. out. Yeah. But uh Okay, so there's that.
2: Okay, Bobby. Any thoughts on the Joker before we move on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, I I really I I, I like Jared Leto, and I really wanted to like the Joker, and. I didn't think his portrayal of the Joker was horrible, but I couldn't get past the aesthetics of it. Mm-hmm. I did not like what they did with the Joker at all, and and maybe I could would have been okay with it if they maybe had tried to explain it to some degree, but they didn't. Like I, I mean, like like I said before, this is almost like a Sid and Nancy slash Romeo and Juliet type thing going on, and so he is. Seems to be very much inspired by like a Sid Vicious type character. Yeah. Uh, with the tattoos all over him and whatnot. The slick back, or, you know, not spiked up hair, but slick back hair. Mm-hmm. Very punk rock look to him. And uh, I don't, I mean, one thing would have been alright two things would have been alright, but putting all of that together and then throwing in that like platinum grill, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that he's got in there, I just, I I can't get over it.
0: I felt they were just going for a modernization of it, like every iteration is sort of that time period Yeah. and basically this Joker is a rap star Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) with his grill and his tattoos and his, Mm -hmm. you know no shirt and just a gold lame jacket, like all of that, it just felt like a very modernized version and i think it would have been weird if we'd have gotten a classic joker amongst all of that
1: mm-hmm. well, i don't know
0: like maybe it just it just doesn't bother me because
2: i like that aesthetic. I, I, I think it was very much so and I, I i'll mention this later too but i've never seen a uh movie from david Ayer before but i, I think it's very much his aesthetic is it very too. his aesthetic and they're trying to be very filmmaker led as yeah. far as like the styles for these okay. movies I, but it, as far as like an in story explanation, I'm pretty because the Joker didn't have any of the tattoos when he was dealing with Doctor Quinzel, right? Like I when think the, he
0: had a few. I don't think he had as many, but I think he did have some. Well, I,
2: I I just uh, I, I noticed that you know Harley uh, on her upper thigh has a couple yeah, tattoos, that the are practice ri- tattoos, written upside down, like she wrote them herself from her perspective. So I was I was thinking that maybe once they got together,
3: you know. Tattoo party.
0: Well, I'm sure that thing. it did like venture onto that. Cause that's I think it.
3: he already had tattoos and then yes, tattoo party. But, and, and I can, I can understand everything that you're saying, Emory. I just, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not asking for classic Joker. I can, right. I can, mm-hmm. I could uh, appreciate a new interpretation. It was just so much. It, it, it was just too much for me. It was just mm-hmm. too much. It would be like you know, I said, maybe one thing, maybe a tattoo here and there, maybe the thing on his hand would have been cool, but I don't need damage written across his forehead. I don't need platinum teeth. I, it was just too much.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think I think it fit with the interpretation they had of him. their work because this Joker wasn't so much you know a clown prince of crime, so much as he was sort of. Another mob boss in Gotham, yeah, uh, sort of situation where he was he 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 was you know a mobster, a mob boss, but he he still had a gimmick like everyone in Gotham does, mm-hmm. and his gimmick was just uh, looking kind of crazy, being a little punk rock, and coming in and telling really horrible dark jokes before he hit you, yeah, kind of thing. Well, but- I, I, I I don't know, I I liked it, I, but I can see why people would have complaints. Like, mm-hmm. The way I am though, like. As much as I respect the history of all these characters and the previous interpretations i 've seen so many variations on them now i 've seen dozens of different types of jokers either uh, Rastafari and Joker from the Batman cartoon. Oh. Uh, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that you know, nothing, every every version I just take on its own mm-hmm. and I mean, if there are bits of inspiration or bits and pieces of other versions of it there, like, I, honestly, I notice that, I appreciate that mm-hmm. but at the same time I try and uh, look at it
3: as it is. Well, and I think know? none of
0: them want to be like I the am. last guy because you don't want to constantly be compared
3: to the last guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm to be fair, I'm not trying to judge you this no. by anything else i'm not comparing it to this or that or you know oh, yeah. I, yeah, I am yeah, no. taking it on its own and i mm-hmm. i just don't care for it that's
2: well, fair yeah that's, that's, totally that's, fine. That's, that's totally fair that's totally fair i, I think i was just keen off uh you said something along the lines of like uh there it was just too many changes to the joker no
3: i didn't say changes okay. i said there was too much like too much stuff yeah and mm-hmm. like i said like i would i could have dealt with one thing or this thing, you know, like it wasn't about anything about changes. It (laughs) was just the, the aesthetics of the character that they chose to, you know representing this film. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Good
2: deal. Okay, I uh, Amory, you wanted to talk a little bit about origins.
0: A little bit. So, we we kind of touched on this earlier how we got a really pretty good flushed out backstory for Deadshot, for Harley, even for Diablo in a couple of different spots, but I could have done with a little bit more information about Killer Croc. Like I feel mm-hmm. like we got about 30 seconds Yeah, It looks like there's this guy and he looks like a crocodile. Like that's pretty much what I felt like I got.
2: I felt like I – out of any character in the movie, Killer Croc got the short shrift. Oh, he totally
0: did. I feel like they're building that up for – that guy and that character is going to have something else somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Captain Boomerang – he's just a wild dude who likes to steal some diamonds like that's all I got like I feel like there has to be a little bit more going on like why did he turn to this life of crime because we sort of got why did he turn to this life of crime from everyone else Mm -hmm. so it would have been nice to have that and it would have maybe not made us feel so why was Captain Boomerang there why didn't he get basically sacrificed when Slipknot did you know Mm -hmm. because it would have easily they could have easily sent the two of them off together since that was the plan yeah um um, and then Boomerang just like I am gonna wait and see if he dies, and then I'm gonna go. Well,
2: you know, so. Slipknot again, a kind of a throwaway character. Where Boomerang, he's he's not a major, but he's, he's a, a semi major Flash villain. So,
0: oh, okay. And I did think I did like that they pulled in Flash <laughs> to capture him instead of mm-hmm. it all being Batman. Yeah, because we had. Two, two with Batman,
2: two, yeah, two. Deadshot
0: and Harley, mm-hmm. yeah, that's everybody.
2: Yeah, it, it was a it, no. It was a it was a nice way to kind of set up uh, at the end too that Waller knew about Flash and Aquaman. Yes, uh, to give the information to Bruce Wayne. Yes, so I thought that was kind of fun too, mm-hmm. for sure. Good times. Okay, uh, let's see here. I we're not going to do a full Patreon read because we're already. I'm almost an hour in yeah, uh, patreon.com slash universe box remember to think outside yes please and uh so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the fun comic book moments i saw throughout this film
0: yes please because i don't see any of yeah, them
2: this movie felt very comic book to me uh, throughout even more so than batman v superman where batman v superman got the themes of the comics completely dead on in my opinion this got the moments in the visuals right mm-hmm. uh, first of all there's the uh the dancing fire girl during el Diablo's story where he he's having the little, the girl in the cup yeah in the cup dancing on his hand mm-hmm. in fire very visual awesome and you could totally see that as like a full page thing with all the dialogue around him and the glass right mm-hmm. up front and center uh, so i love that that was very comic booky uh the enchantress's origin like i, I don't recall her origin from the comic books i'm assuming this is it mm-hmm. but it the basic premise: an archaeolo- archaeologist, archaeologist finds a cursed artifact and becomes cursed herself. Uh, you really don't get any more Silver Age DC than that. Uh, most of uh, the Silver Age DC Comics origins uh, of the hero, the minor heroes you might not know, it's all they find this mystical object, or they find they stumble into an old temple, mm-hmm. or this, that, and the other, and they become changed. Uh, so. It uh, definitely. It it, uh, I think a uh, Hawkman's origin, for example, was like something that. similar. Uh, yeah, so really great to see that. A- and then, uh, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, Anne Marie, but the Enchantress's spell mm-hmm. over the squad uh, when she showed everybody their ultimate desires, mm-hmm. or maybe not, depending on if you believed Harley there. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the Black Mercy uh, from the classic Superman comic book story for the man who has everything. Uh, Mongol exposes – in the story, Mongol exposes Superman to a plant called the Black Mercy uh, that lets him see what his life would have been like if Krypton hadn't exploded. Oh. And he gets stuck in this fantasy and it puts him out of commission until Batman, Robin, and Wonder Woman come in and save the day and pull the plant off him and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I love that – I also love that El El Diablo's anger over the vision is what kind of finally pushed him over the top. He he was like, you know, you gave me back the one thing I regret most in the world, and then you've ripped it right away again, and you've faked me out. Mm -hmm. And now you're done, and I'm going to turn into a big Wicker Fireman guy. Exactly. I I loved that. Definitely, definitely. Also, you know, all of the Batman scenes, uh, the the saving Harley uh, diving under the water with Mm -hmm. a rebreather, that... They did that a billion times in the animated series. They've done that a billion times in the comics. So they can sell more toys like water action Batman. But still really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the moment with Deadshot's daughter where she steps between them and he decides to spare Batman's life because his daughter yeah, I, would like hate him forever right. if, he, if he shot Batman. That's so a comic book I don't know moment. if it was
0: necessary because it was Batman. It was because she was trying to make him be a good guy instead of a bad guy.
2: Yeah, I mean. yeah, but, but uh, it, it, it was th- – that's such a comic book moment and so something similar happens in every fourth Batman story in the comics or something yeah. like that. You know, where some random thug is about to get one on Batman or whatever and then the kid steps in the way and he's like – they're like, no, dad, don't. He's Please Batman don't or no, me. don't yeah. kill a man or whatever. And then obviously – and we're going to show this on the stream too – I uh, the most iconic comic booky type moment in this movie was the uh, Joker, Aunt Harley, mm-hmm. Alex Ross picture recreation, which I'm showing on screen right now. So great. Day. It was just a flash mm-hmm. that you saw it.
0: Very, it, very brief. I mean, and obviously she wasn't in the full getup, but it was mm-hmm. just him in that tux and
2: yeah. rescuing well, her. Well, no, she was in the full getup. Yeah, she was in the full get up. Yeah, was, oh, I
0: missed it That Yeah, she
2: was in the full getup. Uh, uh-huh. There are screenshots of it out there, too, from the movie itself. But it's basically this picture you see on your screen right now oh. if you're watching over on YouTube. So, so uh, yeah, that was really, really great to see, too. Uh, and uh, over in the chat room, Andy says that Midway City, funny enough, is a hawk girl Hawkman city. Hmm. And uh, then Liz says, hello. Hello, Liz. Hello, Liz. How's it going? Okay, uh, so let's see here. Uh, those are all my comic book moments. Okay, uh, that's and, a I, lot mean, of, I obvi- like it. Obviously, there was a lot of text treatments and stuff that was very mm-hmm. poppy, very comic booky, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But we've talked enough about that. About botch. Okay, you wanted to talk about something, though.
0: Okay, so I've heard a lot of people upset with Waller calling the Enchantress girl. Um, really? Yeah, they were upset because they found it was a little demeaning. Like, mm-hmm. if you had a bazillion-year-old... Um, guy you wouldn't say boy which i mean i can kind of see but i i don't know i'm one person who's not really uh offended by being called girl because i am a girl Mm -hmm. um it also didn't bother me because it was a way of waller showing dominance over that prisoner yeah, I think. Um, but I did have more of her issue with the treatment of Dr. Moore or Dr. Moon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and she was treating her like a prisoner for her own benefits. When really, this woman's just like, Please save me, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, she says it like three times, Don't make me do this again. And and, and the going. fact
2: that she like had flag fall in love with this, uh, yes, Dr. It was Moon awful. and everything, it was just a horrible, horrible,
0: day. right? Um, let's see, nasty. Uh, similarly, people have been complaining that Harley was just there, you know, to entertain the guys and I completely disagree. Um, yes, mm-hmm. she was scantily glad and that's kind of her deal. Yeah. But I think she was a big part of the heart of the Suicide Squad and as. Mm-hmm. Is- Waller points out she's crazier than the Joker and more fearless, which we sort of touched on earlier, which made her a complete asset to the squad because she would literally do anything. And especially Mm -hmm. once she made that connection with them, she is one person. You get that her obsession and addiction basically to Mm -hmm. people and love – um, that she will do anything for them once she makes that connection. So she, you know, Joker is her family, but now so are these people. And, you know, we've seen what she'll do for Joker, so we know what she'll do for them.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's why. Yeah, I'll d- definitely say, you know, Harley is a character both in the animated series and the comics and in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she She is there to titillate a little bit, Ish. but that's not nearly the only reason she's there. That's right. part of the character, much like poison ivy that's part of the character too right
0: that's but yeah
2: uh depending on the version some versions of Catwoman, the same way uh right. but that's one aspect of the character and i mean you know in some versions of batman in the comic books he's there to tit- titillate like yeah. uh, he, he's he's you know a big piece of beefcake on the page but he's also out there solving mysteries and all the other things that batman does so it's an aspect of the character Mm -hmm. but it's not the only aspect of the character it's not the only reason harley quinn was there for sure
3: i I totally agree with everything you guys said i just found the one eye-rolling moment i had was when they were all given, like, here's the box of equipment you'll need to take down everything, uh-huh. and she was given a pair of hot shorts and a bat, and mm-hmm. then, and then to carry it even further, the whole like when everyone stopped and she when she was putting her shirt on, yeah, and, mm-hmm. I don't know, I I could have done without that beat, but I uh, other than that, I didn't think it was like you know, like I, I don't know, I I definitely think the PC thing is a bit. You know, that, that that everyone's screaming about all the... I didn't even hear that thing about the Enchantress. Yeah, mm.
0: I, I, I actually... I may have gotten it from somebody in feedback, I think. But I don't remember. Yeah. I just remember reading it somewhere that somebody right. had
3: issues with it. I, I will it say, doesn't f- surprise me.
0: It doesn't surprise me, but uh. you no, know, I agree. <laughs>
3: it's a, a bit too far. Like I said, I, I I agree with everything you guys said. It was just that one scene that I felt a bit like, okay, yeah, uh, you know.
0: yeah. But I think that's part of Harley's character. Is
3: mm. that's I, what she? I don't know. No, I, no, I hear you. Like I said, I to, I can. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. It was just like I said. It was just that one scene is the only right. one that I felt was just a bit. Yeah. Um, like I said, I felt a little weird. Right. I, that was.
2: I, I will say that that's only. Kind because I was trying to grab your hand at the time. <laughs> uh, no, no, but I will say uh, just one quick point of order on that scene. Uh, you, you said uh, that they gave her as far as the hot shorts. She had a it, whole box to choose yeah, from. It, it, well, it was her yeah. stuff. It was all her so, stuff. Because she even she pulled out their, the, full, the traditional well, costume. Right, you're right, she yeah,
0: pulled out she the whole outfit. It. And, and there op- was more in there, but she chose what she chose. She
2: opted for the booty shorts.
0: Not right. a surprise.
2: As I do often. Right. I
0: mean, got to have the When I'm
2: getting shorts. dressed in the morning, <laughs> booty shorts,
3: dress shirt tie that's like, the way i go like i said I, I you know i would love to i i hate fully reviewing a film or talking about a film right. without or any piece of media like when when i send in voicemails for episodes mm-hmm. of the shows mm-hmm. i you know watch the shows two or three times sometimes yeah but just so i fully you know right. don't i don't know so i don't miss something you know mm-hmm. like you know i wouldn't say i missed that but it, you guys reminded me of it i had totally Really forgot about it honestly
2: which to be fair you do to us all the time when we're discussing <laughs> very Gotha, true. and we forget very yeah. key plot points <laughs> so turnabout's fair play uh but you know what else is fair play what uh, we well we've already been talking about some stunning visuals with harley quinn and the booty shorts mm-hmm. uh bobby uh you wanted to talk a little bit more about the visuals in this movie right
3: uh well i mean we, we kind of touched upon it earlier uh in the discussion i mean mm-hmm. in basically that like I, like there was a lot the movie was great the the direct the f- director of photography and everything about the film was great as far as that's concerned there are a lot of like you said scenes even from like the mad love thing and different things like that straight out of like Alex Ross and different things but like i at the end of the day for me the movie felt like it was just that it was just a bunch of like cut together almost like some weird 2 hour movie video or or even trailer for the movie or Mm -hmm. music i don't don't know it's just very odd and and i don't know if that's uh a sign of the times of like you know all of the i mean it seems like year after year after year you know it there it's there has to be more to keep our attention you know as far Mm -hmm. as like oh look over here look over here i don't know and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing right but i mean if they had just picked one direction to go with like i was saying earlier like those Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed those comic book scenes. So maybe if they had tried to pick that up every once in a while throughout the film. Yeah, I could Mm -hmm. see that. Um, and, And then there was also a few different flashbacks that like were just unjustified. Didn't really need to be there at all. They were like, like with a flashback, you're usually trying to like bring in some new information. Mm-hmm. And and it was like a flashback to a scene that was well, that we had already seen earlier in the film, and then like there was nothing new in Who the was context it? of the. I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember there being any. Once again, maybe you guys could. I, I, I really wish I could have seen this film again. Right, mm-hmm. which because, scene? Which scene did we flash back to twice? Uh, the. <sighs> The scene at the end where um, they're in the subway and enchan- the scene where, like, the Enchantress goes off and does whatever, and she's like, she's... Uh, where-
0: oh, okay. Oh, that yeah. I can actually explain. It did change. Um, in the We see it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. We don't see the in-between part. We only see it basically from Waller's point of view on the phone with Flag, and we see Enchantress talking to her brother before Waller goes, like, cray cry on her heart. Well, when we see it at the end... What they tried to do before unleashing um, Task Force X, whatever, they tried to have just Enchantress take that big bomb thing that they use at the end and Mm. to place it. But obviously she's not going to place it against her brother and she bolts. And that's when he says she bolts, she just bolts. And that's when they initiate – the whole crew, but we didn't get the fact that Enchantress was supposed to place the bomb with the two seconds, and that mm-hmm. that's where she bolted from until that very end.
2: Yeah, so there was a little bit of a, a little bit revelation, just mm-hmm. uh, how she bolted, how she, why she bolted, and it kind of sets up, you know,
3: the use of the bomb, the use of the bomb. I don't know. So, like I said, I I wish I could watch this again to try. Of to course, of the course.
2: Okay, Bobby. Right. We're gonna pause the recording. Uh, Go watch the you movie. You have two hours.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It, recording all right?
2: <laughs> not officially. No. Um,
3: okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't say that. Yeah.
2: No. Yeah. Okay, but I, I, you know, it is you you kind of approach it as a bit of a detriment. But I I sort of loved the visual style of this mm-hmm. movie. You know, I, I felt like uh, in the little vignettes and stuff. Uh, Unlike other comic book films, it wasn 't afraid to sort of linger on calm and mundane moments for an extended period of time and But at the same time when it was lingering there, when it was like uh, you know when they 're unpacking their gear and everything you 're just hanging out with these characters as they 're unpacking a trunk, but the things they do with the items they pick out, the little actions they take Pinky. tell you a lot about the character and kind of build the character up for you in ways mm. that you know uh you know if if captain boomerang had ever said i like unicorns it might have come off as it might have been really weird but you see it in the bio then you see it picked up with there and mm-hmm. then later on down the line when he when loses he drops it, and he it, picks it back up yeah it's just a subtle little joke that goes throughout the whole thing but uh, you, you wouldn't necessarily get if it was just a big guffaw like punchline right. sort of thing
0: right i'm actually surprised that i saw it during that opening mm-hmm. um D- dos at the part yeah. Uh, that it said likes pink unicorns. And then I saw him unpack one and I was like, that's hilarious. And then he loses it and sucks it back under a check. I was like, yeah. see, that made me happy.
2: Yeah. But I, I, you know, a lot of superhero movies, it's action, action, origin, this, that, the other characters mm-hmm. playing off each other in big dramatic scenes. And I felt like this really took time and particularly in ter- along with the music to sort of linger on these characters for an extended yeah. period of time and teach you about them without. You know, getting all up in your face about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, you know, all the songs, they kind of – they really fit with what the director, I thought, was trying to say about yeah. the characters and the situation and everything. You'll, you'll have more on that in a minute, I'm sure. I do. Uh, but I, I just loved how stylistic, the, uh, stylistically the mu- – movie was shot it kept reminding me honestly uh and i I tweeted out a little something earlier this might be the closest we'll ever get to a quentin tarantino dc universe film it reminded me a lot of kill bill uh sort of this collection of many music video Mm -hmm. many music video not many like a bunch but many like small music videos uh kind of strung together uh, you know, then the, cause that was very much the case in Kill Bill. A lot of it was set to pop music and classic scores from Japanese, uh, films that he took inspiration from. Mm-hmm. Then the title cards, the big in-your-face title cards, uh, even, uh, the instant army fight sequence, uh, which, which was just as over the top as the bride's fight against the crazy 88. If you've seen Kill Bill, uh, you know, I, and I've never seen a film by David Ayer before, but after this one, I'm definitely going to seek out more because, like I said, it reminded me so much of all the most awesome things mm. about one of my favorite Tarantino movies, Kill Bill. Right. That I, I want to go see if his other movies are like that.
0: Right um, over in the chat room, Ray Ray says there were some things they deleted and some extended scenes that were that they took out um, that I saw would make. Would have made the movie better, at least for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll do another extended edition like they did with Batman v. Superman. Um, I'm, sure I, I'm sure they will because yeah. that's been very oh. well received.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'd, I would be interested to see an extended version because I know there was even some scenes that I was able to pick out from promos that they had mm-hmm. altered. And guys, mm-hmm. if I can pull it out, then obviously <laughs> it was pretty noticeable.
3: I wasn't saying the movie – I wasn't saying the whole visually stunning thing as a detriment. I, I agree mm-hmm. that all of – I agree with everything you were saying about the comic book elements and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And But I do agree. I, what I would say t- for my part was the detriment was that it felt just strung together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm loosely strung together in my opinion yeah again i i i need to see the film again i I just need to see the film again well
2: i i think too like a a lot of times you know and and i mean i'm sure some of it's down to the editing and stuff too but a lot of times these superhero movies that we've got the past 20 years or so they're put together very in, in a very linear fashion you know this happens this happens this happens this happens in in there there's not really a lot of uh i i mean obviously you know putting together a sixty billion dollar picture or whatever there's going to be artistry there, but there's no it, there's not an artistic flair to it there's not that style you know you, that I was talking about again, and I think a lot of times people have a hard time reacting to that because mm-hmm. they're not used to seeing that in a superhero movie right i and uh so so i i think that that's a big part of the reason why it doesn't feel as cohesive to some people as it does to others like i i don't know like i i'm going in sort of just approaching this as a movie not a superhero movie not a dc universe movie but just a movie and see and seeing where it shakes out you know by the end of it what was done how well was it done was it worth doing
3: you know. I have no problem with nonlinear stories. Some of my mm-hmm. favorite movies are movies like Memento and Pulp Fiction. But yeah. mm-hmm. I, uh, so I'm not. I'm not. I don't need a, a story to or a movie to be not, not uh, to be linear to be cohesive.
2: Oh yeah, and I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying you were. I was just saying I think sometimes I, I think people don't expect that from a superhero movie. And I'm not saying you specifically, Bobby. No, I'm, no,
3: no, no. I hear yeah. you. I, I, I guess I can kind of understand your point, but I, I also feel like I mean, while yes, there, it's true that there have been a few that feel like they've been churned out. I also feel like there's quite a few that do feel very stylistic, depending on the on the director mm-hmm. and the team behind them. Are you, are you, any examples? Uh. Um, I thought Joe Johnson's, uh, I believe it's Joe Johnson's, uh, Captain America.
2: Was that the first one?
3: Yeah. He was the same dude who did Mm -hmm. Rocketeer.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I I felt like you could definitely see his style in that one.
2: That's actually, Um, I, I, haven't watched him in a couple of years now, but that was my favorite Marvel movie, uh, you know, from the ones I've seen.
3: For sure, um, it sucks that Edgar Wright got got taken off the mm-hmm. project, but I do feel Ant Man. Uh, you could feel a bit of his style, but also Peyton Reed's as well. And uh, I'm a Joss Whedon fan, so you know, <laughs> of course, I'm going to say that. But I'll leave that off of the off of the table <laughs> because I know that there's you know people who don't necessarily agree with that. Well, I'll say you know jo-
2: film Joss Whedon has an aesthetic, but it's not in the visuals; it's on the
3: dialogue. Uh, there's uh, okay, go watch it—the uh, body episode of Buffy—and mm-hmm. you know you'll see a lot of very interesting visual choices he makes as a director. Oh. I,
2: I, I, people keep telling me I need to watch Buffy. One of these days, I'm going to get around to it. I watched one when movie. I was in high
0: school, and I had a nightmare, and I can't seem to get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> I, I've
2: seen the movie where uh, Pee Wee Herman was the villain. Uh, he was like the bad vampire, I think. The The original movie. Oh, the, oh, the Let's
0: movie, bring yeah. it back, folks. Yeah. Let's bring okay. it back. I'm talking. bringing it back.
3: Rutger Hauer was the villain.
0: So, oh, okay. So okay. the music in this movie makes me all sorts of
2: <laughs> – Also, Suicide Squad is the Tarantino DC film. Go.
0: Sorry. Oh my, okay. Um, no, uh, la, 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 la. and let's see, it never felt like a second thought for each song to be put there for the music. The, for the music, yes. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna do my point, whether you two are paying attention or not. Um, I like that it gave it a tone and an energy, very specific for each of those sections. And mm-hmm. I liked that they were recognizable songs mm-hmm. because with such a big blockbuster. It's typical that you're going to get a brand new soundtrack with maybe one or two songs that you recognize redone by some brand new 14-year-old pop star. And Mm. we didn't get that, which made me praise Um, (laughs) because I can't handle when they do that. It was nice to have music that we already had an attachment to. You already had a feeling and you knew the tone that you were going to get right there. Like, I'm sorry. Um, Eminem came on and Anne-Marie got – like became a – I I, love –
2: when, when did Eminem play? Was it during the –
0: It was the clothes. It was getting, the trunks.
2: Yeah. 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 It, it, I thought that song worked re- really well perfect. for it. That it was perfect. Uh, I, I believe it had Seven Nation Army by White yes. Stripes too. Yes, it I did. really love the use of that song.
0: Was, this is – I mean it's a soundtrack that a lot of people around our age already have all the songs. Mm-hmm. Like you already know all of these songs and that's why – that's what I enjoy about it. I like that it's stuff that was already familiar because for me, mm-hmm. that was the familiar, but the movie was very unfamiliar to me. It helped, maybe it helped me mm-hmm. to connect with what was going on. And, and that's is that a, weird?
2: That's another thing that kind of set this apart from so many other comic book movies is that it wasn't this big epic score, you know, maybe a song here or two or there. Yeah. It was pretty much. All pop music, like pop music, rock music, yeah. which which I thought gave it a, a very different kind of feel mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. True, I, I, I want to make a uh, uh, like a playlist of all I, the songs. That's
0: actually it. what I was thinking. I was like, "Where's the soundtrack? I need that."
2: <laughs> okay, uh, Bobby. Any other any thoughts on the music, or do you want to move on to your last point here?
3: <gasps> last point. Uh, the music. I mean. I thought it was an interesting, you know, all the all the songs were good. I, they were definitely uh, the first trailer that came out was what it was played against Bohemian Rhapsody yes. that everyone went crazy about, yeah. um, and so they definitely took that and ran with it as far as the you know, cutting the movie to music or to pop music and different things like that. Um, you've all made the same points that I would make. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, they chose the music well to go with the different characters and the scenes. And, you know, there you go. <laughs> all
2: right. So why don't you go ahead and close us out with your last point here? The L point.
3: Uh, kind of a weird tangent, but like, <laughs> That's as okay. I was watching the film, like the whole third act, there were like elements of the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters you know like obviously do 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 everyone compl- has been complaining lately about like the third act of all of these superhero films or any action film for that matter has to like end with a big light beam going into the sky Opening, <laughs> up. yeah but I mean I guess I mean did it happen in a movie before Ghostbusters or was, is that the thing that
0: I actually know? think that was the original Ghostbusters yeah, that no, was yeah, it
3: now that I'm thinking about that I think Ghostbusters is, is the reason for all this now <laughs> Ghostbusters! But like even the Enchantress being trapped in like when she she's dead, but she's not dead. She's mm-hmm. trapped in clay or mud or whatever. Just like only her face, though. Uh, so no, well, no. If you when when it, she almost looked like some weird like clay mummy, like just sitting she, there.
0: She did look like some clay mummy, but she only rips it off her face, and then she moves perfectly and then fine. She just covered it, and mud. then she's yeah. good, yeah. and then she's just dirty in a bikini.
3: I love
2: that effect though, because I yeah, I was that not expecting, was expecting like the split the peel of the off face to happen.
0: Yeah,
3: but but I mean that's. You know, like, for some reason, when that whole light thing kept coming on, that's all I kept thinking was Ghostbusters. And then, when with her at the end, I was like, holy crap, It's a- she's actually <laughs> yeah. wrapped in clay <laughs> mm-hmm. in this clay version of the person she was possessed by.
2: See, it's been so long since I've seen the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. I don't remember that. I remember the Stave Puff Man, and I remember Sigourney Weaver being possessed.
3: I literally only remember and Rick the being. too. <laughs> yeah, they both turn into terror dogs. And yeah. Then- At the end, they're, like, just sitting there in ash, but then they crumble apart, and they're inside the terror dogs. So very similar. Very similar. Like I said, I'm sure it wasn't like, oh, my God, we're ripping off Ghostbusters. (laughs) It was just like... Um, right. That like the whole thing there. I kept, for some reason I kept thinking mm. Ghostbusters, and then that happened, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. You know one
2: thing I didn't like about the movie. What? Uh, I didn't like the look of uh, the
0: Enchantress's de- bikini.
2: The, no, the de-aged Enchantress, mm-hmm. like uh, when she's not all spooky, scary. When she's in, the, like, the green dress after she hooks up with her... brother, like, Well, not hooks
3: up with her... Head not, head not hooks up with, uh, with her brother. Thing uh, and stuff. What's that? With, like, the big headdress-looking thing. Yeah. Her, the, yeah. like,
0: weird moon. is Dr. Moon. So yeah. I think that And might then, help. like,
3: her, like, the whole dancing thing and why... I, 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 I don't yeah, know. Don't love, yeah, the whole, like...
0: I liked I, Creepy Enchantress versus creepy I, Seductress Enchantress. Creepy Enchantress is
2: best Enchantress.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. With yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. the, flex of What I did
3: find interesting is, like... The whole time, I thought the Joker was going to be the villain in the piece leading up to everything, all yep. the mm-hmm. promos heard. Yeah, exactly. And in that case, it made more sense to me for Harley to be on the team because then it's almost like uh, we need someone who's going to be able to think like the Joker thinks mm-hmm. type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe that's why I was just, I, I was thrown at, you know, when I found out that the Joker really has nothing to do with, with why they're there or anything. Mm-hmm. So that kind of threw me. And and I, did, I, I really thought the Enchantress would just be part of the team. So Maybe at the very mm-hmm. end turn for some reason or something. And I, did, I really didn't expect in the second act to just have that be the pivot, you know. Yeah.
2: Because Uh of Amanda Waller, especially. Like, I didn't... That was the thing that surprised me, is I didn't expect Waller to be involved in Enchantress going rogue. Because I knew going in that enchantress was the main villain see i didn't i but i did not expect it to be because of waller Uh,
0: good yeah i look at spoilers
2: a lot that's what you do okay uh ray ray over in the chat room says love the music my favorite was the end credits one heathens i definitely have to check that out Mm -hmm. okay so the time has come
0: the time has come
2: the time has come to decide once and for all but by throwing an arbitrary number down what we think of this movie okay so out of 77 Naughty Joker text messages, <laughs> how many Naughty Joker text messages do you give the movie Bobby? Hmm. 77. Give this
3: number at me. Give me a second. I guess um... – like I said, I had fun watching the movie. I I, I definitely enjoyed some of the visual choices they made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really wish I uh uh like I'm just gonna end up repeating myself over and over <laughs> again. So I'm gonna say like 56.
2: 56. 56. Fair enough. Anne Marie, out of 77 naughty Joker text messages. And by the way, in the chat room, you can chime into if you want to.
0: 72 in a winky smile face. 72. Or a, winky a winky kiss
3: face. And a winky kiss face. Yeah, this Joker would definitely use emoji.
0: Oh, they're they're all – I think he did actually use emojis a few times. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I I loved this. Like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I'm I'm gawking, but I – from the second they announced that Jared Leto was going to be the Joker, I got really excited. Then they started releasing the pictures. I got even more excited. I know nothing about any of these people. I don't know what it was that really made me – So into it and so looking forward to it, Mm -hmm. but with every bit of information or picture or video that came out, I got more and more excited and I was entertained. I was happy. I left the theater other than very tired because it had been a long day. really fulfilled with my movie viewing time so 72 and a kissy winky face
2: fair enough fair enough
0: because i feel like they totally are emoji people
2: as for me i i'm going to give it uh 70 and a sorry cannot send message would you like to send us a text message uh because (laughs) i i really liked it I don't think I liked it quite as much as Anne Marie did, uh, but I, again, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I thought it, w- it was great. It, it, like I said before, you know, it was everything I could have wanted in a quentin tarantino directed dc universe movie except it wasn't directed by quentin tarantino at all yeah uh but okay well uh we we have a couple of voicemails and some letters and stuff but, but yeah. before we do that we're gonna let bobby go because he can't he hear, be them anyway. hear them anyway uh so bobby thank you so much thank for joining you so much. us it's uh, been
0: great spending so much time with you this week
2: yeah definitely definitely all day sunday all right. and then tuesday night <laughs> when will you be posting the uh
3: video from the
2: panel from the yeah. panel uh, next week yeah we'll we'll post it later on this week on our youtube channel okay. and then we'll post the audio from it over on the legends of gotham
3: feed next week sometime so it'll be bring more or less next week's episode yeah yeah, yeah pretty much pretty much so it'll well, be good
2: it'll be fun it'll be fun uh, where can people find you online besides our next episode of legends of gotham <laughs>
3: um you know facebook bobby hawk just my name uh you said it's like ethan hawk but i own my name (laughs) (laughs) no you totally stole it from ethan hawk Uh, (laughs) um but uh, you can also find me on twitter at inevitable hawk uh again h-a-w-k-e awesome well well, uh, we're gonna thank you again bobby
2: and then we're gonna hang up on you so bye bye bobby
0: talk soon oh and bobby's god yes we did and we're back. And we're back. It's just us now.
2: No, that was good. That was, that was good. good. I enjoyed good talking times. with Bobby. Alt- Hi, Ultra Ninety Nine in the chat Hi, room.
0: how you doing? But uh, you know,
2: as always, we have some listener feedback. If you want to send in feedback on Suicide Squad, on the new season of Gotham, anything, emails legends of Gotham at gmail The Twitter's is at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook dot slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-274. 2352 <laughs> and we had a couple people do that today uh, first of all Liz take it away Liz Woo!
1: hi this is Elizabeth um, how are you doing so here's my take on suicide squad um I loved it and my favorite part about it was how the music, was very well paired with how Mm -hmm. they introduced each of the characters and throughout the film. I thought that they did really well with the music. Um, I have had that Harley Quinn introduction song in my head for days and I found it on YouTube and I keep playing it. So I really enjoyed the music. Not as much as Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's not what we're talking about. So um, I enjoyed that and I, I overall enjoyed the film. Um, I never thought for an instant that the Joker was dead. Never thought it and then he showed up at the end and I was like, okay, there he is. You know, and I was waiting for him to make a grand entrance because I knew he wasn't dead. It's the Joker. Come on. He can't die. I mean, I don't read the comics, so I don't know. But it-
2: No, that's totally in the comics. He always dies and then he comes back he two, two months later. In
1: my opinion, he can never die. He's, he's- He's too evil, but um, I like... The romance between Harley Quinn and the Joker, cause I've never actually really seen that before. So oh, I man. thought it was really cool. And, um, it was, it was really cool. It's like they, they, they are, um, they, what do you call it? They complete each other with their psychomyth. <laughs> you you know? they they're, they're the perfect, per- they found their perfect version of themselves in another person. So yeah, it was a good movie and I'm trying to keep this short. So I'll let you guys go. Um, I'm going to listen to the podcast later and have a great day. Bye. Thank Bye. You very
2: much Liz. If you did like the Joker uh, Harley Quinn love story, I highly recommend to you the episode of Batman, the animated series. It's on Amazon Prime and a couple of other services. It's called Mad Love, and it's the original Harley Quinn origin story, which is basically a long form half hour version of the little five minute that we got. We got vignette, in this. yeah. this. She doesn't get thrown into the acid. Cause that's a new 52 thing. But besides that, all the same uh, over in the chat room, Ray Ray gives it 66 naughty Joker text messages. Liked it but didn't love it, mainly for the same reasons as Bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Bobby says in the chat room, because he's in the chat room now, my favorite part was when Deadshot literally said, like, some kind of suicide squad. Well, yeah. they got to get the name
0: for Well, it was her. Will Smith. He had, and it, that's a very Will Smith type of lie.
2: Okay. Uh, next up, uh, from our sister podcast, uh, Supergirl Radio, Rebecca Johnson, a.k.a. At Derby Kid, mm-hmm. wanted to chime in here. And then she got cut off and then she chimed in a little more.
4: What's up, Legends of Gotham? What's up? And I'm calling in with some thoughts on Suicide Squad. I will admit that I'm not over the moon about this one, and I had trouble understanding some of the plot. I have questions like, what was the machine Enchantress, Enchantress was building there and who shot deck. down the helicopter that the squad machine. was flying in? I don't know. Maybe you guys can answer that, but those were some questions I had that left me a little confused. But there were a lot of things I really liked about this movie. We'll. Smith impressed me as Deadshot, which surprised me because he was what I was least excited about going into it. Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, shooting down her own crew was brutal, (laughs) and yet so very Amanda Waller. Margot Robbie gave a much more layered performance as Harley Quinn than I was expecting. She absolutely nailed the voice and the mannerisms of the animated version, but even more than seeing her brought to life on the big screen, I loved seeing her fantasy of sharing a normal life with Joker. I mm-hmm. was not expecting that at all, but seeing her hit the normal wash on the dishwasher was quite literally a nice touch. And the mm-hmm. most
2: fun- it reminded me of somewhere that's green from Little Shop of Horrors.
4: Mm-hmm. Pointing the thing about that look into her mind is that she'll probably never have that with the Joker. And I loved Margot's performance because yes, while. Hey, it's Rebecca Johnson. I got cut off earlier, and clearly I have more to say about this movie than I initially thought. (laughs) Um, But uh, even though there's so much to talk about these with these characters and this movie and the way it was brought to life but I will leave it at those thoughts and I really look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about it. It
0: was just the wrap Hi, up. This oh, is- oh, oh, oh,
2: oh! Stop it Liz. Stop it. So okay, okay. Thank you Rebecca though. Thank you Becca. very much. And we're going to end up with a review from Monica Jones.
0: From Monica Jones. Alright. This was her spoiler free review because she posted like the day it came over. Um, disclaimer. I don't read DC Comics. Overall it was a fun movie. For those who griped Joker was never on the squad. Well he's. still The main gripe I have about the movie versus comic book comes from my vicarious understanding of Harley Quinn. There is a bar scene where she has a great opportunity for empathy with a team member, a time for the shrink in her to come forth, and <laughs> it does not. She spends the movie being hot chick made more hot by her cry Cray.
2: Hey, I, I like that criticism because that's something that no one, I, I haven't heard anyone else bring up. And I mean, she – I guess she does get into it a little bit with El Diablo, where she she's de- like, you own that, that shit. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs>
0: Stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Quoting. Um. Yeah, I think it's just so far gone that it ain't coming back mm-hmm. um i like to mail amanda waller they made her just as bad a as nick fury though you can her- bad I can say i can say i can say badass i just can't. uh <laughs> <laughs> though her repeated referral to and says, girl aha this is where i got it was grading if you have a six thousand plus year old male you don't refer to him as boy so drop your stupid um everyone else was great go see the movie
2: thank you very much monica and uh like we said we're going to be back next week uh on the podcast feed or on the youtube feed in the Day or two mm-hmm. uh, with our live panel from Tampa Bay Comic Con. Highly recommend you check it out. They yes, laughed they, at our jokes. They uh, did laugh at our jokes. And we'd love to hear what you think about anything. You Everything. Can literally Just send the voice anything. Anything. Send us an email, legends of Gotham at gmail.com. Twitter's at legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424 274 2352. Again, that's 424 274 2352. Ah! (laughs) Anne Marie, where can people find you online?
0: You can find me on Twitter at amdsimone or check out my blog, crunchycrafty.com.
2: As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com, including joining in on our channel at live.universebox.com keep an eye out on our Twitter feed Mm -hmm. uh, you know for when we're going live with that and you know what you can uh, go kill yourself because we just reviewed Suicide Squad no
0: do not go no 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 Amanda
2: Waller will do it for you just cross her that's all you have to do that's all you have to do Uh, but uh, thank you guys so much for joining us Uh, we love you each and every Mm. one of you join us next time for more Legends Legends of of Gotham.
0: Gotham Wait, where is it? There's there's my tattoo mark.
2: Damaged.
0: You look damaged. (laughs) I'm off my meds. I like what you're selling, lady.
2: Yeah, uh, Bobby says Bill always knows when to cross that line. That's my... I'm damaged... I'm telling you. True that.